BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time for more. Page 7 and Wizard and the Bruiser present Release the Butthole Cut Tour coming to you in September and October. Where are we heading in September, Jackie? We're going on September 12th. We're going to Nashville. We're going on September 13th to Atlanta, Georgia. And then I'm going back to my hometown September 14th of Tampa, Florida. In October, October 3rd, we're going to be in Detroit, Michigan. October 4th, we're going to be in Columbus. And October 5th, we're going to be in Pittsburgh. Page 7 and Wizard the Bruiser present Release Release the Butthole Cut Tour. You can find tickets at lastpodcastnetwork.com, baby. Well, I'm hot-blooded, chicken Z, yeah! It is 924 in the morning that I can't hear Come these on, sounds. Baby, do you do more than that? <laughs> I cannot hear this right now. I'm hot blooded. I'm hot blooded. Is that Winnie awake because she's sick? Is that what's yeah. happening? I can't even tell. <laughs> is it the planet? Is it the planet screaming about the warmth? <laughs> It's too hot outside. It's too hot outside, man. It's too damn hot outside. I can't even breathe. What do I drink? Water? Hell no. Have another cup of coffee. (laughs) Jackie, it's awful. It is it is a whole 78 degrees outside. I am horrible. Excuse me? (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) What are you talking about? No, right now. Yeah, because it's early in the day, Holden. Yes, it will be getting up to around 91 at 3 p.m. We've got we hit 91 today. I went on a run yesterday in the middle of the day. Big mistake. I uh, <laughs> thought I was going to die. I just kept saying, you know, thank you, Lord, and all this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But I didn't die, and I'm still here on page seven post Midwest tour. Is it the Midwest? We kept uh, actually calling the it the Rust, Rust Belt. Belt. There, the Rust there's Belt. one Rust thing we've learned. Out. Yeah, yeah. It is not the Rust Belt. We've been Belt. calling it the Rust Belt so long. MJ says nothing, just sits there, let us scream, Rust Belt, Rust Belt, Rust Belt. I got it in our heads. And then I was like, you guys, it's not the Rust Belt. Yeah. And I was like, well, no, I, I thought- it was, and then I had to clarify. And people say it's the Central Plains. Okay, if you're talking about Oklahoma, and then I think that Kansas City and St. Louis are the Midwest. Okay. But they wear a, a lot of they wear a little bit of a Southern hat, a lot of cheese hats. <laughs> yeah, they wear a lot of cheese hats and cowboy 
hats and cow lady dresses, I believe. I'm and just uh, upset that we didn't see a tornado. Old storm chaser Jackie Zabrowski, I was waiting for a tornado. You yeah. think you know someone? I, I mean, I've, I feel like I've, I've, I could not have learned a new fact about Jackie. Not only is she obsessed with storm chasing because of the film Twister, which <laughs> totally makes sense because you were the exact perfect age to fall in oh, love yes. with Helen Hunt's performance oh in God, that filmic Helena. experience. You've never seen it. Me hit this house and hit that house and come right after you. <laughs> and the cow's like, oh, fuck, I'm a cow. cow and I'm around. Cow. But this is what I have to say. We get to the airport and Jackie's like, oh, dang, we missed all the tornadoes and sent a picture of an Instagram that she follows that just tracks tornadoes so i was like oh my god you follow a tornado tracker instagram for regions of the country you never come to multiple. and she's like i follow many <laughs> yeah i love multiple. tornado inst- i love a tornado the influencer lingers lingers this is okay so i one time back in the creek days when we were just getting hammered on jizzies all day before page seven and after page seven man remember when we would have at least two, three fingers of gin deep jizzies before we even started recording. And then we would talk for like four hours afterwards and you would just probably smoke about, I don't know, 12 cigarettes. Sure. At least. <laughs> and during one of those little jam sessions, Jackie disclosed that she is an amateur meteorologist um, and <laughs> really loves meteorology. I don't know. I know you know that. <laughs> the, the listeners might not know. Yeah, I knew about the meteorology thing. I guess I just didn't connect it to the... Like, I thought you wanted to be a weather woman, not a storm chaser, which storm is a chaser. I guess those are two different, different things. Avenue, That's bro. a good point. Oh, yeah. That's a oh, good yeah. Point. <laughs> I conflate them because the other amateur meteorologist I know who actually is an amateur meteorologist, there was this guy at Occupy Wall Street who was like, by the way, I understand the weather very well. And he was like, his Twitter account became this like little... DIY uh, meteorology account, and it was very helpful having your own little friend who's a meteorologist. And he's also a storm chaser. Whoa. So, in my head, people who are not weather people officially, but weather people unofficially, are also storm chasers. But this is just a count of two. I have two two storm chasers. So I kind of I kind of get it, Jackie, with the adrenaline and everything. But what is the pull here? Why drive towards a deadly tornado for the thrill of it? What it what it why? Like what Finger is that? Of God. God, man, <laughs> finger of God, just watching how it moves, watching how she snakes through the planes and just watching, like, is she going to touch down? Right. Is she going to like, and then they, how they juke too. like, right. you never know which way they're going. And so now you're saying unless she you does, are the a storm, tor- does the tornado have tits, Jackie? Because you keep saying she about the tornado. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's got oh multiple holes on that tornado. <laughs> if you get close enough and if you can wrangle it hard enough and you seduce it, it goes and I go yeah come on over here baby and then I just let it it goes I let the funnel point just go right over my holes and then I'm having sex with a tornado if I close second to having sex with a ghost I want to have sex with a tornado really yeah 
It's number two yeah. in terms of your phantom sex that you would choose. Phantom sex. I just feel like a tornado. I mean, it'd hoover, <laughs> it'd hoover you down. <laughs> and is that not what we are looking for? Indeed. Absolutely indeed. I guess. I guess I see it. You just, yeah, you want to see God. You want to meet God in, in the most violent way possible, I think is what we're getting at. Would you, as yeah. a top, Holden, would you fuck a tornado? Uh, as a top? You know, yeah. somebody who, who likes to put it in. As a bottom, are would gonna... I be fucked? by the tornado is the better question. I, I, I shouldn't have presumed you were a top. I'm sorry. I yeah, thought that yeah, maybe yeah. I could assume you were a top, but whatever you are, do you want to put it in or get it put in? By a top. Tornado? Aggressive top. Uh, I mean, yeah, but aggressive top. Uh, there's a very funny video of a guy getting interviewed in the street and he's like, and this like little twig kid is like, are you top or bottom? And the guy's like, top, aggressive top, dominant, dominant top. Like he just starts going off and it's just so funny and you're just like, whoa. whoa. And the kid's like, you're awesome. And he's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> he was like, he was like, you want to kiss me? And the guy, the kid was like, I have a husband. Or he's like, I have a boyfriend. He's like, I have a husband. Who gives a fuck? What the fuck? Whatever. Have a go. It's so, I, it's so hilarious. It's such a good video. Anyways, um, I'm an aggressive top, dominant <laughs> top. And I would say if I were to fuck a tornado, you know, we're going to get some, I'm going to make you some dinner, girl. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm going to really lay it on slow and easy. Yeah. And we're going to ramp up to it. <laughs> and yeah, I know you've been with the bad boys before. You want me to, you want to get on my motorcycle, my hog and have me take you to Luke's, you know, lumber bar or whatever it is. We'll yeah. play fucking fast pool and try to take people's money and then fuck in the bathroom. That's not my way, Tornado. Really? We're oh. going to go back to my place. We're going to watch... <laughs> When Harry met Sally, I'm going to hand You're not feed gonna watch you. Twister? Yeah, watch Twister. No. Please, don't you want to have the tornado see some representation, you bastard? <laughs> I guess that's true. And honestly, by the way, I'm glad you brought that up. I really, I think tornadoes need more representation yes. in our filmic experiences. Where, what have we gotten since Twister? I mean, maybe The Mist, you could argue, but I mean. Sharknado. Sharknado, but it was, I feel like Sharknado was like, oh, look how tornadoes are stupid and idiotic. I know, it was, la- it was kind of. It's kind of mocking them. the tornado. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I want to see real stories yeah. about tornadoes, what tornadoes really go through. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure there's tornadoes in the day after tomorrow, right? Is there, or in like 2012, one of them spawns off tornadoes. That's what I'm saying. They're always in campy films. What about a movie that's just about a tornado growing up? You know, dealing with society. I mean, we need more of that. I just don't understand. And a tornado in the MCU. I'm calling it. We need tornado man or woman in the MCU. You know what I mean? Let's get a superhero tornado. That's fair. What? What are you looking at? What? This isn't. No. What? What are you? It is described as a new chapter of 1996 film Twister. It's called Twisters. Whoa! And it is coming out next year. What? Twi- twisters. <laughs> it's called Twisters. All I've got. All right, I typed in Twisters, and all that came up was Twisters, burgers, and burritos, and, and, and Mexican food in Colorado and New Mexico. The I, I it lingers. Of course, <laughs> that's where it goes to for you. It's a restaurant chain in New Mexico. It looks delicious. I bet it's I want great. A burger, I want a burrito next to each other. Could you imagine the two yes. best foods in one please, meal? Please, please. But yeah, 2024. Unbelievable. Wow. You come at me and say that Twister is not a perfect movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it, and he is everything. I can't believe there's another Twister. It is such. Why do you say that with such disgust, MJ? I'm really (laughs) you're upsetting me, MJ. No, no, it's not disgust with the film Twister. It actually is given that everything else from the 1990s has been mined 
for updated content. You know, we've done Full House. Mm -hmm. We've done every fucking movie. I can't believe that Twister and Twister has such a, you know, a loyal cult following. I am quite surprised it has taken this long for Twister. If Barbie can have a movie, Twister can have a sequel. And by the way, Kieran Shipka and Maura Tierney are in it. And those are two annoying names to say. (laughs) So I'm impressed. I am also impressed. It's going to be following the daughter of Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt's characters who also Gets the storm chasing bug like her parents. There you go. How are you feeling, Jackie? Are you are you feeling more alive than ever? I just I'm mad that I'm not playing the daughter. Right. right now. I want to. You should have played there. the daughter. Yeah. Be like, oh, she's plus size. She wears leopard print, but she loves to have sex with tornadoes. <laughs> and that is a tagline I want to see come to fruition. <laughs> that's that's the the third sequel, which is Twist Her. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's just. Wow. Get my what nipples twisted going for, <laughs> That's such a confusing name Twister. for a sequel to a film called Twisters. Twisters. Yeah. Oh, it's a no, it's a trilogy. There's Twister, there's Twisters, Twisters and then there's Twisters. That is so confusing. If you were to be I love it. I am here for it. Unbelievable. I mean, we'll see. The director doesn't seem to have done anything I recognize, but Michael Crichton. The original, did he, did he write the, was there a novel originally? But my, you know, famous Jurassic Park, he wrote the novel. He's, uh, he's on as a writer. So, you know, you can't, you're not too far away. I trust. And he wrote the original Twister, which was probably adapted from one of his uh, Beach Read books. Yeah, he indeed did write the book. He wrote the book on Twister. It's called Twister. There you go. Oh my God. Oh man, but how cool would it have been if Helen, is Helen Hunt still in the game? Dude, yeah. He actually just got Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton up in that bitch. Well, Bill Paxton is passed, right. but Helen Bill Hunt Paxton is back. apparently going to bring, they are going to bring in Helen Hunt. Well, there you go, Sack Strike. Good for her. While the strike's going on, I think they probably could get away with bringing Bill Paxton back to life in AI <laughs> form. Whoa. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. If we all get turned into robot people so we don't actually get any work? How cool is that, <laughs> Hollywood? Man, can we just say here at page seven, we are pro the strike. We are pro both the WGA and the SAG. I voted for the uh, strike authorization. I'm, I'm heading out. I'm heading out yeah. there. And that's why I'm hot-blooded. <laughs> Solidarity, man. I mean, Woo. you got to head out for the star sighting in LA. David Duchovny is out there with his, the residuals are out there sign. Can I you mean, imagine the networking that is now happening? Now that WGA and SAG are together, on, so you, can you fathom the amount of actors who were like, hey, remember when I was on that show you wrote and we could do, I could do, I could juggle. I could, you know what I mean? I got a rib removed. So you know what that means? <laughs> I have actually heard that it's a bit exhausting the amount of networking. Oh yeah, yes. Um, that you're kind of like m- mentally that you go in and you're like, I'm about to be around like millions of talented or you know dozens of talented writers and now actors. It's like going to a th- Hollywood party for three hours, but every day, all day, and triple, quadruple the amount of people at said party. And but in the all, hundred degree, heat. yeah, in a hundred degree, degree you all have signs instead of drinks, and there's no pool to jump in. You know, I, or I will, like bathroom to hide in. <laughs> I won't get up my union. Uh, unions are good box, but how nice that um, in an industry where oftentimes you are literally brought up to be like this is about me. I have to do whatever I can. It's such a, like, there's so much about trying to be a creative person and the hustle culture and all that, that it's like, no, no, we have to be in this together. I'm actually so moved by it. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, it was, especially with the SAG strike, I was like, well, what, you know, what, like, 
I, I know SAG has a lot of leverage in one way, but there's so many people who are part of it and so much of the of the culture is like hustling and do your own projects or whatever, but that there's like, it's like, no, no, no. Like if you scab, like then you can't be in SAG in the future. And yeah. so it's like, there's a, it's a great, it's, and also there's all sorts of, you know, exceptions for what there's, there's delineated what people can do, what people can't do, what counts as scabbing and what does not and whatever. But I just think it's really neat to see, um, you know, these two industries where a lot of people have had to work, you know, very hard and sometimes in a feeling of kind of isolation. Mm. It's cool to see everybody in, in network with each other and in solidarity with each other. I think that's so, sure. so powerful. Yeah. Espe- yes. Especially in, you know, the, the town that everyone claims is all me, 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 yeah. and everyone for themselves. Exactly. It's cool to see everybody say like, hey, we we are all in this together yeah. or we can be at you least be. you know what I mean but also have you read my it's always sunny spec script <laughs> very good and I feel like if you are looking you gotta for have copies this is all... on you though you gotta just be giving them I out I think what Ugh. pissed me off the most what makes me really so angry with these uh, executive bigwigs is we just went through an entertainment drought guys because of pandemic right. so thanks a lot for being such fucking complete dickheads about this AI and especially the streaming thing when it's so obvious the landscape has changed and it's so obvious that new deals need to be made around this kind of stuff right uh, uh, so so thanks a lot for doing that so we can all suffer yet again a giant dearth of entertainment like we already did and by the way um, it's not like you guys are killing it all those fucking blockbusters are bombing in the movie theater you guys are failing so don't sit here and say you know what the fuck you're doing when you absolutely don't Indiana Jones bombed only like a few of the big blockbusters uh, that have been out uh, this year have succeeded and you know add insult to injury by the way if you didn't already like dislike I mean I, it's not like I have to convince you guys to dislike billionaire fucking studio executives but um, also uh, they definitely purposely stalled on these negotiations knowing that they were headed for a strike so that they could fucking promote fucking Oppenheimer and Barbie and shit and get as much money as they could so fuck these people they're such assholes Fran Drescher not the number four, and then the word life, but spelled L Y F E. Oh, life, man! Mic watching drop. her like impassioned speech, yeah, it really did. I was just like, yeah, 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 friend. She's the flashy girl from Flushing. <laughs> yeah, are you not so thrilled that she's your representative, Jackie? Yes, of course. I have to. I like. I, I have to wear leopard print when I'm on the line striking for her. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it for her. I can't wear the SAG after shirt. Yeah, absolutely. We're early adopters of that Fran Drescher for Life movement here at Page Seven. Um, and yeah, we had just been talking. There was this picture of her with Kim Kardashian, and people were kind of like. This was before the striker authorization. It was the night before the strike, the, the like the authorization or whatever. And people were like, this is a strange look, especially since Kim Kardashian is kind of like the face of reality, which has been uh, complicatedly, maybe rightly, maybe wrongly, or partially attributed to, you know, kind of helping um, scab the writer's strike in the past, the, the, the last one. Um, and so it was like, why, why is this happening? But then the next day where she's just like, the gates of Versailles will be broken down. It's like, oh my God. Damn. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And also, it's been fun. I'm trying to look up the one guy. Maybe you guys know who I'm talking about. Like, the writers got in, and they've been killing it. They've been showing up. The the signs and everything are great. But once the actors got in, now we're getting really good, like, monologues and shit. And, oh, yeah. like, I forget the one guy who... who Ron Perlman. Yeah, Ron, Ron Perlman was oh like, my I'm going to fight Ron Perlman. House. I'm going to murder you. <laughs> There's multiple ways to burn down the house. <laughs> who is the other <laughs> guy, though, who is so eloquent oh, so and good. angry and perfect in how he works? Mandy Patinkin. Uh, was, oh, Mandy yeah? Patinkin was out there. Yeah, for sure. He's Ooh, one of them. Of course but anyways, I would. Oh, what a dream boat. It, it's... It's awesome. Right? It's, Hillary it's, Duff out there was on the line singing What Dreams Are Made Of. Yes. It was really, it's like the content that is yes. going to come out of all of these. And and I saw some tweet that was like, oh, wow, you really want to like fuck over a group of people who are famous for being charismatic, yeah. well-spoken and attractive. Like, you know, like they, actors are the perfect face of this. And again, not always people like the Ron Perlman thing, right? He said this. It was a little. The Ron about, Perlman thing was. A little, I, I liked it. Yeah, terrifying. Exactly. I loved it. I, I want that he, executive to be scared in in his home. Yes. I'm sorry, I do. I want him to be scared. Totally. That's the shittiest thing I think you could possibly say. We're gonna let this roll till people lose their houses. Yeah. Just yeah. in your mansion. What a fucking absolute piece of dog shit that person is. Well, and this is a really interesting thing that's been happening, right? So, and then somebody retweeted the Ron Perlman video, being like. Ron Perlman's net worth is $8 million. Okay, fine. Well, cool. So he's a class trader. That's good. <laughs> you know, like he's a rich person advocating right. for other people to make more money. That's what you want. Yeah. Right. Same thing with um uh there was another uh there was another example, I'll think of it, but um of of people being like, well, you oh Matt Damon, uh-huh. the Hollywood reporter put out this quote from Matt Damon being like, Well, this is really gonna suck for actors. And the rest of the quote was him being like, But we support this strike and the network executives are the ones who need to change. But it's just being but there's all these quotes being put out from actors like this is gonna be really hard on us. Well, no, the actors are are in standing in solidarity. So it's again, it's just amazing to see like millionaires affected by this, famous millionaires who have to speak on it. It's it's obviously unlike a you know, the fast food workers strike or UPS strike that might be coming, like where you have Matt Damon is the face of this like labor struggle is just a really interesting yeah. situation. Agreed. It's and by the way, to clarify, apparently an executive said about the strike, we're gonna let this thing go on and on until people lose their houses. And then Ron Perlman responded, There's other ways to lose your house. <laughs> you don't just lose your house through money, motherfucker. You lose I'm paraphrasing. You lose it other ways. No, no, this is this you lose is the it line. by me showing up. He didn't say me, but you either may way. as well listen to me, motherfucker. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. Some of it is financial, some of it is karma, and some of uh, some of it is just figuring out who the fuck said that. And we know who said that. And where he fucking lives. Get you wish that families would start. 
Starfall, you're making 27 fucking million dollars a year for creating nothing. Be careful, motherfucker. Be really careful. I mean, that got me that got me revved up in a way the writers have not quite been able to achieve with their so- their cute sides. You Jesus. know what I mean? Like that got me go- that got me going. I was like, yeah, let's find the fucking guy. Let's get him. It's in Tim's house. It's in Bill's house. It's in Tim's house. Get him. I mean, great. Stuff. No. And, and similarly to the famous people being the, you know, the front lines of this, there was the Oppenheimer premiere. Yes. Where yeah, they walked out. Yep, they walked off. The strike was authorized during the Oppenheimer premiere. And so they walked off of the red carpet. Which, beautiful, man. I mean, good. It was be- it really was beautiful. At first, I thought that it was just a couple of them, but then when I saw that like all, all of, of the them. cast walked off and I was like, yeah. Yeah, union solidarity. It really does warm my heart. It makes me feel all fluttery on the inside. It's great. And at the same time, I know feel bad for the rich actors, but it, it really bums me out. I mean, but I don't feel bad for the rich actors. I feel bad for the people that are working paycheck to fucking paycheck that yeah, can't make any fucking money but right I, now. I also, and the I rich actors understand for, that, you yeah. know, because many of them have been in that position. Well, I was even saying too, I, but I do also feel bad for them in the sense of they were, they, we already went through pandemic where there was a massive work drought. We finally got working again. And now they all have to fucking do deal with this bullshit because agreed and, totally. and you know and now they all have to go walk away they've been working so hard on whatever projects they've been working on it's all fucking stopped at a stand could you imagine you were just about to have your big comeback movie like come out right and then this fucking thing or went down that's totally out of your control and you can't yeah. do any of the yeah. promos for it and you can't do it like, it's like that is devastating to a career and yeah. that just happened to everybody yeah. because of COVID I think that's just what adds so much insult to injury about this it's like guys we just were forced to not have any work for so long. We're going to do that again to everybody involved in the industry and honestly, everybody at home. So now everybody at home, either in in 2024, we're all going to either be watching game shows or reality TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, we're fine. (laughs) We're going to be at home watching the Golden Bachelor and we've got to bring up the Golden Bachelor. Did you see who the Golden Bachelor is? Okay, so the Golden Bachelor is essentially, I thought it was going to be like people in their 90s with a bachelor and they're all going after. I thought it was going to be like, but the dude that they got to be the golden bachelor is this like, hot dude that does not look if you would have paid me money i was like i don't know that he's 71 years old uh-huh. oh my god he looks unbelievable i sent you guys the link yes I yes yes say, no, I, I looked great. at the link but i couldn't i all i could see was a picture of the golden rose like as, as no he's a he's a silver fox right. for sure he is he is a hot the new much. one i sent you. Oh, okay all right yeah yeah i was like why does it why is the rose aging no and also why is it turning golden they just dry out why does everyone have its like thorn? An oldies. Yeah, he's definitely a silver fox. And my question too is: all the women are kind of like, oh yeah, right? kind of like around. <laughs> yeah. a, all the women are are on the older side too, right? Like, or what's the age? That range? was also going to be my question. I don't. I was know, like, is this going to be a bunch of women know. in their twenties trying to get this daddy? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like they're all older. But what I would like, to, if I were a producer on the show, as a twist, I throw in like one twenty-five year old. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just one, right? No, no, no. What you gotta so do? Obvious. Have a bunch of like 
you know, sevens who are 25 and then have <laughs> have like a J-Lo who's 50. You yeah. Know? Like have like a 10 who's 50 and be like, what are you going to choose, old yeah, man? Yeah, who do you want? I love the comments under this. Let's see if the dating pool is actually senior women as well or if they believe putting women post 70 on screen will lead to spontaneous combustion. And underneath it says, hey, now the female cast will be very, very age appropriate for this man. I'm talking old crones, women in their <laughs> late 30s, even their 40s, groundbreaking stuff. That, that commenter is probably right. I'll it's bet that it will be older right. women and yes, I'll bet they'll all they'll be in be their like 40s. In their 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet you. <laughs> and I've never like stepped foot in the bachelor world. I feel like, you know, we've talked about again, we've talked about this before. We you've got your, you know, your real housewives world, you've got your 90-day world which we fall in. I have never fallen into the bachelor world, yeah. but this is going to be my first I'm dipping my toe in to the Golden Bachelor. Wait, man, the AV Club has actual funny commenters a little further down. I may be intrigued to watch this only because the article referred to him as both Jerry and Gary. And I'm wondering how many episodes in before he starts going by Jerry, Larry, or Terry. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so weird. Like on the Yahoo News, it's like storm the Capitol again. Well, that's why I love AV Club. AV Club's the best. Even their commenters are amazing. Okay, but I'm sorry, this 71-year-old guy does, yes, he is handsome. Yes, he's a silver fox, but he just has a slight veneer of reanimated corpse. Oh, you know, like, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, just a little bit looks like he was For an sure. actual corpse who has been injected with some sort of, like, serum. You know, you know what it looks like? It looks like someone... They like skinned a corpse. They left the the tan, like the hideout to tan, yeah. right. and then they stretched it around the corpse of somebody else. Yeah, yes. he is what bronze. Is like. yes. He is absolutely he's very bronze. tight and he's tight. bronze. Yes, he's t- tight and, tight and bronze. <laughs> like a keep statue. it tight, keep it bronze. <laughs> like the Oscar statuette. But I can't wait to watch it. Now we we can't not bring up. The fact that, you know, now actors are going to have more time. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with our show where we talk about actors that are now out on the the striking lines. We're going to see what kind of articles come in. But maybe we'll get more articles like Tom Cruise debunked. The weirdest story Finally, the he's weirdest ever story heard debunked. about himself. I, we were sent this article so many times, and I hadn't opened it yet, and I was like, oh my God, no. No, Tom Cruise is finally talking about him being a fish fucker. He's finally going to bring some kind of attention to it. But apparently... <laughs> I'm so mad because the article is actually, so he was asked, what's the weirdest story you've ever heard about yourself? And he said, Cruz laughed and said the greatest myth about him was that people on set were not allowed to look him in the eye. Yeah, this is not the yeah, weirdest thing. Wow. Not, not the weirdest, weirdest thing. That's about not him. close to the weirdest thing. How about like all the implications about you being part of uh, Scientology? If you scroll down, there is only one comment. This is Yahoo News, by the way. That so that is shocking. <laughs> it is from a man named Bill. Do you want to read what it says, oh, Jackie? Yeah. What did Bill have <laughs> to say? No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> With a period, and I'm so happy. And there's one like. One comment with one like, that's it. That is unheard of on Yahoo. That's how little this this article no moved the one needle. Cares. I just Not love even it. all caps, no. just no one and cares. And a period. period. I love the period too. The mic drop with the period is so good no on that one. No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's and nobody cares. It's 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 strange though, because we like 
as we talk about at our live show, like the 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 fish fucking blinds, like were not created by us. No. They were actually snowballing in the the real blind items pages. But I will tell you right now, if you Google Tom Cruise fucks fish, the only thing that you will find is like Reddit LPOTL posts that I assume are referencing our show. True. There's like not, we are the only, like we are the Fox Mulder of the Tom Cruise fucks fish story. Very Nobody odd. else is looking into it. And why? You know? Now, when you said snowballing, are you trying to insinuate that he comes into the fish's mouth and then he sucks the gum God. back into his? Yeah, mouth? like it's like it's roe. Like he thinks it's it, like if he puts it into the fish, that it becomes roe, and then he smears oh, it on toast. Yeah. I'm, dying. I'm sorry, I, I should. I created I this and I I went out of me. I'm gonna throw you up. You did this. Yeah. Holman's like, stop, stop. <laughs> You should have said, I should have said the, the, the stories were cream pieing, not snowballing. Right, right, right. I also want to give a <laughs> shout out to, I believe that it was in our Oklahoma City show, because we usually ask the audience, what do you think, after we read these things, what do you think he actually did with the fish? Like, if he's not fucking the fish, let's say, like, what is he genuinely doing? And someone from the audience, and I can't stop thinking about it, said, what if he's using the fish as scene partners? Scene partners. And I don't know why the the idea of Tom Cruise <laughs> talking to a fish and having the fish say the other lines that he's running with himself to me is one of the funniest I can't refute I can it. Imagine. Not only can I not refute it, but it's like so much more innocent than what we're saying he does. I know. It's like so cute. It makes him such a cute Just like old man. I know. It's actually very endearing. <laughs> Don't know why I love it I love so it. much. I love it too. Where he's just yelling, "Show me the money!" and the fish is just like mouth agape, just staring <laughs> at him, dead eyed. Oh God! So I just want to say thank you so much for shouting that out, and I want you to know I can't stop thinking about the fact that it's his scene partner. Yes, and thank you. I love but it. I'm thank sad. you to the many thousands of people who sent us that link about him debunking the weirdest story. Every single time I saw it, I laughed because I just love the idea of him being like, yeah, there is a rumor that seems to be propagated by a single podcast that I fuck fish, and uh, that's not true. <laughs> that is all That's it's... not true. Also, Holdenator's so. I'd be like, what? Whoa. Oh, my God. Oh, we start getting the coconut cake every year. Oh, oh. Only get the coconut cake he sends every year. If I got the kid, I had just a fucking fish eye just sitting on the middle of it. You know, yeah. what I, mean? just like, I don't think I don't think we're ever gonna get that coconut cake. Now you we can get think? the coconut cake. Come we'll on, guys, be positive. Cake. Yeah, <laughs> jeez, MJ. You're real negative ninny. Something I'm not positive about, though, and I this is this is saying something because I think a lot of people thought this would be something that we were going to be pro, and I I have to say that I'm against it, and that is the Hallmark Channel Christmas Cruise. No, we are not cruise people here at Pitch. Oh, yeah. See, I think I'm a cruise person. What? I thought you'd hated cruises. I, I'll tell you what. If it was like I, I well, ah, uh, now it's lame. But back in the day, I before Kid Rock became a complete douchebag, I was like, I would do like a cruise like that the kid I'd rock do like, cruise but think about who would be on the kid rock cruise. well well before it was fun and then uh election a certain election happened and then everybody lost their fucking mind and now it sucks to be aligned with trashy fun trashy people before it was like oh he he makes his tickets low for people and that's so good and he never overcharges for beer at his concerts and that was the thing you knew about chris rock and then everything changed but what else kid like rock, the kid rock. That was the thing kid, rock. kid rock and you know and chris and then chris rock got slapped <laughs> <laughs> it's connected. 
But like the 311 cruise, even though I don't even like three, like if it was just a weird, trashy themed cruise. A theme, sure. I love a theme party, absolutely. But I don't think I can handle this. This would be all Christmas themed and have a bunch of actors I'm supposed to know who they are and would have no fucking clues. No yeah, but you get to meet Lacey Chabert. Yeah, there's no way they got like Lindsay Lohan, who just had a baby, by the way. Congrats. Um, but yeah, uh, so they're not getting Candace Cameron beret. No. And even if you did, you'd be like, "Get this bitch off the boat!" Yeah, Dare right. Jump off the boat, please. That's the thing. And, and listen, <laughs> I am not anti. You guys know I love. I love uh, an all-inclusive resort. I love a, a theme party. I love most things about a cruise. I actually think I would love it. It's purely the nausea and the trapped at sea part. I do uh, think okay, I might yeah. feel a little. The bit, nausea is rough. The nausea is my primary concern. I do. I might. I might be a little bit claustrophobic in a big boat out at sea. I might feel a little bit like, you know, I liked, I'm a New York City bitch. I like to have everything one block away from me, you know? But the, yeah. And everything is one block away, but it's all on the ship. It's all See, on this the ship. Is my, yeah. this is my thing. To me, it's just like an obvious one-to-one that I can't wrap my head around. I guess it's because you're traveling, so you get to go to different places, but I don't really care about that part. The part where a resort has just more space and just more, and it's not rocking, <laughs> and it's got everything that a cruise offers, but with way more space and way more comfort. Yeah. I just don't, I don't get it. Like, well, I just want to go to a big, dumb resort. You know what I mean? Well, because you get to go to multiple places. Then. That's the thing. I, think I was that's just saying, the, like, that, the travel and that thing, does, I don't really, nice. I don't want to leave the resort. If I'm going to go to a resort, I might go on one excursion. But then you could also do a cruise where you don't get off. You can do like an at-sea cruise, which they do, where they don't stop somewhere. But then I, why am I not at a resort if I'm not going to leave the You know what I mean? You get to be on a boat. I, I only want to be on a boat for like a little bit. I like to go on a boat for like an afternoon. I don't need to be like on a boat for a week. Yeah, but wouldn't you want to do Christmas, Christmas karaoke? Yes. Actually, yes. Actually, yes, I, <laughs> I would, would like, like to do Christmas karaoke. karaoke. There's too much cognitive we dissonance. we should do it later this year. Yeah. We should, but like you're, you're. I know you are Florida people, and so you've probably had a lot of like tropical Christmases in Florida. And I did a Key West Christmas once, and I fucking loved it. And so I, I'm not inherently against like warm tropical Christmas, but the whole Hallmark Christmas thing is you're like you're drinking your hot chocolate, and you're t- you're chopping on logs in the woods, you know. Small and so, town. Well, and that's why I'm surprised that they're going to the Bahamas and they're well, not, not going like Alaska. to Alaska. Yeah, yeah. Like because actually, Jeff and I, I, I recently saw uh, someone on my social media went on an Alaskan cruise, and I was just like. I want to go on an Alaskan cruise mm. um, because it just looks so amazing. And I was just sitting there dreaming of being, or like a Norwegian cruise where mm. you go from fjord to fjord. <laughs> that's the kind of cruise I would be into. I think that's why you were so surprised with me wanting to be on a cruise. I got you one even better, Jackie. How about this? Very cold, and you get to see the Titanic. No! That's right. <laughs> Tiny submarine. I don't down there. Do you like Mad Cat's video game no, controllers? What do you think about this? Don't send me down there, please. <laughs> you don't like the controller that the brother, the the younger sister, has to play with because uh, it's it's the knockoff no, brand. You don't like that. <laughs> BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy. And starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I even talked to my father and like, just like sit, my father, like being in the Navy had to just sit in submarines for like months. Oh, like, wow. Just like, Ooh. you're just down there. I didn't know you're he just went in it. I didn't know he went down in it. Wow. Oh I yeah. Did not know He's that. like, yeah, you kind of go crazy, which is why my dad was always being put into solitary confinement because he would like make jokes on the boat by like putting somebody inside of like a big, like wheelbarrow thing and like putting them, like rolling them through the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would get put into solitary confinement. Henry Zabrowski, yeah. everybody. Henry Zabrowski. Henry Zabrowski Sr. Senior. Yep. Going in the can. But I will also say, like, none of those people died. Like, that's the thing everybody needs to remember. This isn't, like, a regular thing that happens with submarines. Like, this is so rare that only an idiot millionaire who was just completely going outside of all rules and regulations could possibly pull off. Yeah, and that's why I think it's the same that people thing. that put together the Hallmark Christmas <laughs> cruise. <laughs> And also just thinking of like, we don't identify with, like, you have to remember, like, we love Hallmark Christmas movies. Right. But the the politics right. of the channel, like, I can't, and it makes me think of being on like a Kid Rock cruise where I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm going to make a lot of friends on, like, I wish if we could, if we could get like us and all of like our fun fans and like we take over the Hallmark Christmas channel, like the Hallmark channel Christmas cruise, that's something that I would love to do. That would be awesome. Yeah, that And would I will be fun. say, if you are listening to this and you are a young buck that is really into cougars, you will clean the oh fuck my up God, on the Hallmark, the Hallmark Christmas, cruise. Christmas cruise. Could you imagine yeah. how many single cougs yeah. will be on the prowl oh, on that yes. motherfucker? I was just thinking that. The whole the whole thrust of a Hallmark Christmas movie is finding love in unexpected places, yeah. usually because you're a work bitch who spent too much money, too, too much time focusing on her career and not enough time focusing on love. And so if this cruise is demographically similar to the protagonists of Hallmark <laughs> movies, it is going to be very sad because I don't think that the men, the unassuming small town man who is just waiting for the high class business bitch to come into town and get slowed down by him. I don't think that they are going to be on the cruise. It would be fun though to go and cosplay as like a Dickensian chimney sweep and just go around like face covered in soot. Oh like- my governor! Be the Santa Claus. Be the magic yeah. Santa Claus who like, or the magic t- chimney sweep who like predicts the love, you know? Or Krampus. Or Krampus. Or you go oh, and just cosplay as Krampus all the time just go around terrifying people. Dude, imagine that the coogs that want to have sex with Krampus though. Yeah, dude. That's kind of yeah. That is going to get interesting. Yeah, the bad boy, all the bad boy chasers. Oh, yeah. Now I just want to go like be weird with the like just just futz it up and be weird with it. Well, Jackie brought this. Jackie brought this up um, when we were on tour and we were just chatting. We were talking about the Hallmark Cruise because it was another thing that was wonderfully sent to us by a lot of people. We're very excited about it. And Jackie was like, "We have to remember." As much as we talk about Hallmark movies, we are really not the target demographic. We are not the majority of pe- our listeners. People like us are not the majority of people who consume those movies. Just like, and we don't need to talk about this, but also worth mentioning, just like we are not actually the main demographic of Guy Fieri, right? Like, I forget yeah. that. My heart is broken. I know. It's R.I.P. cries. R.I.P. For those man. of you that do not know... <laughs> 
I mean, and it, I guess it makes sense, unfortunately, that Guy Fieri likes Trump. And I don't, I don't, I can't even bring myself to say that he's a Trumper, but there are multiple of different occasions of pictures of him like buddy buddying up with Trump. And it breaks my spirit. Yeah, it was a, yeah. Ow. It, it shouldn't have been a surprise, and yet it was. And it, ow. It was a gut punch, but, you know, I do forget. Especially because MJ, all MJ and I do is watch the Food Network while we're on tour together. When in our hotel room, the Food Network is always on. The second we walk into the hotel room, we put the Food Network on. What do you guys watch? Holden, we kind of are, we, we're like playing our switches and we're kind of on our own. We we, we don't do I, I'll turn on the TV from time to time. This whole trip, I didn't because I was always either trying to nap or like doom scroll Reddit or we were both playing Tears of the Kingdom on our switch and just talking things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Isn't that a parable for how masculinity can sometimes feel a little bit isolating? You guys alone yeah. in your switches. It's true. No connection, <laughs> just alone and in our, our switches playing the same game but in different <laughs> platform or on different <laughs> This is like, there's all these stories now about like the problem with men, you know, men are too Uh alone, men need more connection. Totally, yeah, totally. Well, no, every now and then you're like, oh, like one of us will chuckle and then the other person goes, what? And then they explain what they found funny. That that's, happens. You know, that's connection. Yeah. Meanwhile, MJ and I are screaming over like, I hate Bobby Flay, but he is very talented. <laughs> and I would say, uh, I would say the opposite's true for the other side. Two Connected. Too connected. Too connected. Yeah. Too connected. And it causes that causes its own problems now, doesn't it? Because didn't you two fight the entire tour? I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Oh, you can't oh, it's always screaming at each other, you know. I know we gotta get really to the celebrity difficult. conspiracy, but I do want to bring up this this uh the this real cheeseburger out of Thailand. Oh my god, Holden oh, kept... I thought we were I thought that was a leftovers conversation. No, Holden that kept is, no, showing us I... the cheeseburger. I didn't fight with Jackie. I, if I could fight with anybody, I'd fight with Holden for continuously showing me the picture of the cheeseburger. Yeah, is that my, that's my thing on tour now, just showing gross or disturbing pictures and videos to you guys to be like, right? <laughs> Don't worry. Also, especially if we were going to fit one more article in, it was obviously should have been about Willy Wonka and the, Timothy the huge trailer that came oh, out. Yeah. But we're going to talk about the only cheeseburger <laughs> coming out right, of we'll Thailand. we'll save the cheeseburger for the leftovers. Also, thank you. I'm so happy to see it. Now, I, I don't want anyone to go through a, a divorce. It's always sad, but I do get to f- stop doing my dark curse ritual. <laughs> uh, it is finally over. No longer do I have to perform that ritual. That takes a half an hour out of my day every day. Ariana Grande, Dalton Gomez are divorcing. So I Everybody think- knew it. Like, it's been in, this has been in every, everyone's like, they're never seen together. Right. She keeps taking her ring off. Like, this was, like, it wasn't a surprise. Right, right, right. But divorce and then, like, is in the air. And then, like, everybody went to Wimbledon this weekend and everyone's like oh we all love tennis tennis great I went to the SO but I had a great tennis is so fun you know what's fun about tennis (laughs) is the weirdest thing ever what's fun about tennis what's fun about tennis it's kind of the same I think maybe I haven't gone to a golf a golf but it would probably be the same an entire stadium of people get pin drop silent for long periods of time and it is a really bizarre surreal Experience. That's the opposite of what I like about a sports function. <laughs> a I like crowd. to sing. Yeah. I like to like have fun. I like to belly laugh. I don't want to be well, silent. Well, they light up. There's drinking. There's ribaldry. There's a jester that comes on, performs for the king. That part's great. <laughs> they always do that at intermissier, which is what they call the half point <laughs> break. Uh, 
<laughs> there's yeah. a there is a they do a, a small opera performance mm. uh near the end of the trombier which is the final <laughs> triple of the you know what? tennis first, performance I didn't know if you were kidding or not <laughs> because that's how that's what I know about tennis no it's mm. cool it's cool it's weird it's fun I like how everybody gets really quiet it's so weird and you're just like we're all in a library right now but there's thousands of us yeah that sounds that sounds interesting, I guess. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Oh. But divorce is in the air. I can't believe Sophia uh rest in peace. Sophia Vergara and her husband are divorcing. Save some of it for the leftovers, Holden. We'll talk about it on the leftovers more, but that's some crazy stuff. Uh patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. If you'd like to hear all the articles we didn't cover today's episode, we always cover it between Jackie and I on the leftovers. So check us out on there for just five dollars a Moonth. Um, all right. It's time for the conspiracy. Hit me with the chair. Do you believe it? Is Olivia Rodrigo's new Shades song about Tay? Oh, this is the word on the street. This is the word on the street. So I want to get into this. That came in from a couple people. One, one, Aaron wrote in about it. And also Jordan, who wrote, love the show. Love all three of you. Shout out to Gloria. Special shout out to the Porch yes. Goose. Yes. No shout out to MJ's Porch Goose, which is Interesting. Yeah. Talk about shade. Goose erasure. Unbelievable. Goose erasure. <laughs> that's why. That's why we love MJ. Goose erasure, indeed. A A G A B. Right, people. All right. <laughs> I saw this article and I instantly knew I needed to send it. Holden, this may be tough for you to read, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Is Tay really becoming the villain? Some of us, sorry, not sorry, knew she was capable of being this whole time. Whoa. Yeah. Whatever. I can't Jordan. believe you're even willing to read I this email. I'm willing to. You know, it's for all the Tay haters out there. I got to get feed them some chum as well. You yeah. know what I mean? Every now and again. Feed After Matt, I Spice, and now this, I guess she really is a mastermind. Ooh. So here we go. Recently, Olivia Rodrigo released her new single, Vampire. And it's a banger, if I do say so myself, Jack. And I love it. We think it's great. We played it's it for great. MJ on the road. Mm-hmm. It was. It's, it's a very fun track, in my opinion. I liked it, too. Since she refers to a guy on the track, folks first thought that this was about about her ex Adam Faze, which is a dumb name, <laughs> especially since the two had a bit of an age gap. Rodrigo being eighteen, Faze being twenty-four, so kind of not too crazy. I feel like it's just on the cusp of it being like, come on, bro. But eighteen, twenty-four. Um, when they got together. The theory changed on Twitter, however, when folks started speculating that the bloodsucker vampire theme is referring to Tay-Tay since they have a rumored feud with each other, which I'd heard about. I kind of felt it just in the sense that like they were both at the Grammys and T-Swift took a bunch of pictures with a bunch of people and so did Olivia Rodrigo and neither the twain shall meet at, at the Grammys. And But before that, they were like supportive of each other and then that seemed to kind of stop. You know what I mean? So the article then gets into the nitty gritty. I'll try to sum it up. It's a lot. There's a BuzzFeed article if you really want to get the play by play. Olivia Rodrigo got early support from T-Swift for her album Sour and was even credited on the track One Step Forward, Two Steps Back, as this was an interpolation of Swift's song New Year's Day. Now, the whole interpolation thing, this is what 
legal battles happen over when a song sounds like another song when a song was like influenced by another song but it's not like a direct ripoff they call it an interpolation and it's kind of up to the courts to say whether that's like an infringement of the original property right okay. so and it's really weird like an interpolation is sort of like a it's very it, it can get into kind of music theory stuff but it's the way like the same kind of notes are used but in a different way but sounding the same uh, so anyways uh, retroactively though apparently she, uh, Taylor Swift, and Jack Antonoff, and even Lord were added onto other songs that ended up being deemed interpolations too, which points to a potential legal battle behind the scenes. If they were added retroactively, that means maybe some legal action was pursued. This led to Olivia having to give those parties involved a huge cut of the money she made on Sour. Bleeding oh. me dry. Since then, it seems Taylor has distanced herself from Olivia. I already explained the Grammys thing. She's also having Rodrigo's like rival, I say in quotes, because I don't know if they actually have bad blood, but Sabrina Carpenter is apparently the woman who, you know, got a, a, a driver's license. She was like the other woman. And then Sabrina Carpenter put out a really good album called Emails I Can't Send, where she kind of responds to how much shit she got uh, for being the other woman. It's a whole thing, right? Um, and it doesn't seem like they've necessarily publicly at least reconciled or like had a thing like uh, all this, that and the other. So the song points to being blood dry, like, uh, I don't know, someone getting a bunch of money for a song that you wrote and sang all because it was influenced by the original work of the other artists. Yes. Uh-huh. Makes, Makes sense? sense. What do you guys think? But, uh, who is 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 Olivia matter at Tay or is Tay matter at her? Olivia's mad at Tay because she had to lose a bunch of money. Because her songs were deemed interpolations, is Tay mad at Olivia for allegedly, you know, stealing her? This is what's kind of hard for me to totally digest because T Swift, at least on the outside, is very like support women, don't pit women against women, Mm -hmm. and so I don't really completely buy the narrative that she would be like so mad at Olivia Rodrigo for just kind of like being so inspired by her music that she wrote songs that kind of have a DNA in the in T Swift's music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I mean, you never know. Because this could also be Olivia responding to like T Swift's like lawyers yeah. at the end of the day and not really T Swift. Right. You know what I mean? Or if it's even about this. Because at the end of the day, even I was hearing the other day, like um even the song Dear John People are now, people are like, that wasn't even written about John Mayer. And yet everybody attacks John Mayer for that song. But that song may not have even been written about him. But he just gets all the death threats and shit from people, like literal death threats from people. Good Lord. Uh, So this could be one of those where I can totally see it. Do I believe? Nah. I wouldn't be shocked if it came out. I would absolutely not, in no way be shocked if it came out that that is the actual situation here. Uh-huh. Do I fully believe, though? It's hard for me to fully swallow this just whole hog because it's hard to swallow an entire hog at once. <laughs> yeah, you got to really unhinge your jaw. Yeah, you got to totally, yeah, you got to become a Python man. Yeah. And I've been trying to become holding the Python man, McNeely, uh, but, the, but the circus still won't take and I can't grow those scales and... You know, it's a whole thing. Lexi would hate it. You know, there's a lot of reasons why. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not made for carny life. Yeah, it's true. I like this. You're like giving a kind of talk about music theory and some of the legal <laughs> stuff. And you're like, can I swallow it? And then you just unhinge your jaw while we're recording. <laughs> 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 just, oh, my God. You just hear these sloshing noises. Just me swallowing an entire hog. Uh, what do you guys think? 
Uh, I'll believe it sounds very yeah. plausible. Yeah, I'll believe it. I also, by the by the way, I think this needs to be said by me. <laughs> I believe Tay, Tay can absolutely do wrong and is absolutely capable of being a shitty person. Do I love that she has the biggest carbon footprint ever? Yes, I think it's great. <laughs> but I I don't know. I just don't think that I just sit here and just go. Everything she does is she can do no wrong, and she you know what I mean. I mean I think she fucked up with the Matt Healy thing a little bit. You know what I mean. People make mistakes. You know what I mean. Yeah, it happens, and people make mistakes. And I might make mistakes tomorrow night. Um, we got a couple of flame mignons, so I think I'm gonna make gotta those. unhinge your jaw. Gotta unhinge yeah, my jaw get for those that. steaks well, I, in there. You know how I eat meat. That's the whole cow. I swallow the entire steak without even really tasting it. That's how I eat steak. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Jackie, did you already weigh in? I'm trying to. I did. I say I believe. All right, you believe. Unbelievable. But uh, it is believable, but it is. <laughs> and it's believable that it's time for why the did list. I say unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know why you said unbelievable. <laughs> Who's on the list? Jackie, gotta have that list. Fun Dude, facts geez. about '90s pop culture that'll have you saying, "Did you know?" Next time you need an icebreaker, it's a long headline. <laughs> yeah, wow, God, it's a long headline. Brian uh, on the BuzzFeed staff, you got to learn how to edit a little bit, buddy. That is a huge, way overly it's worded. A long headline. BuzzFeed can't do news anymore, but yeah. it can still do this. Yes, <laughs> the iconic scene in Clueless where Cher is being mugged and hesitates to lie down on the ground because she's wearing an Alea dress is inspired by something that really happened. According to Amy Heckerling, who wrote and directed the movie, she was once having dinner with some agents when one of them told the story he had heard about another agent who had been mugged while he was wearing an Armani suit. When the mugger told him to get on the ground, he replied, but this is Armani! <laughs> and I just think that that is a funny thing to say. Is this circus liquor a chain or do I actually pass where this was you shot? Pass, I lived very very close to the circus liquor. That's um, so everywhere funny. in LA takes twenty minutes. Takes twenty minutes. <laughs> takes twenty minutes to get anywhere. This is something that I didn't know. Don't turn around, cause I see my, my heart, heart breaking. Break yes. Don't away. turn around. Yes. It was a huge hit for Ace of Bass in 1994 when it peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100. But the song is actually a cover of a Tina Turner B-side. Really? Tina recorded the song in 1986 as a B-side to her single, Typical Male. The song was co-written by Diane Warren and co-produced by Brian Adams. I had no idea. I will say the reason that it's good to have a little bit of current of uh, uh, fluency in pop culture, even if you're not a huge pop culture person, is my first night in, my, in college, the first first night sharing with a room with my roommate she like had lived in a million different countries had never lived in the united states we had completely different like we were like so struggling to like figure out like where to connect and she was brushing her teeth at the sink in the dorm room and i was right behind her i can't remember who said it first one of us was right behind the other and one of us goes don't turn around and then we both go if you want to see my heart break in it was like an immediate connection oh i love that and from there on out we were like besties and it was just one of those little moments where ace of base brought us together i love that that's a connection babe yeah well, I, I didn't know this, but it was ended up being uh, did end up being a big hit. Both Nirvana and MTV thought their now iconic episode of Unplugged was going to be a disaster. According to drummer Dave Grohl, the band was not used to playing acoustically, and the rehearsals they had for the show had all been terrible. Also, speaking of Dave Grohl, we were talking about how um, was hanging out with Henry and Natalie last night. We were talking about how before we go out on stage, all of us for the release the butthole cut tour, we all will take a shot 
lot of tequila. And apparently Dave Grohl does the same thing with the band nice. before they hit the stage every night. I love Aww. it. Uh, I wonder what changed from uh, stage to show. Also, first CD for me. What was you guys' first CD? Uh, Natalie and Bruglia's Torn. Nice. I I. I want to CD, not tape. CD, not, cassette tape was different. Cassette, cassette tape was, right, was uh, Fred, but Primus, par, Primus pork soda for me for cassette tape. But CD was Nirvana unplugged. Oh my god, the first CD I remember being excited about owning, but it was my brother. But it was crazy, sexy, cool. Like that was the first which is okay. TLC. Ooh, yeah. good one. Nice, nice, awesome. All right. Now I'm skipping down because this is, I, I will say, I've got my Barbie tickets for next yeah. weekend. I'm very Hell excited. Yes. And oh, don't even get me started on trying to get Oppenheimer tickets. That is just not. Yeah, you mentioned that in the emails that, that I can't believe. How, I mean, honestly, I, I'm glad to hear that because I said earlier how everything's bombing and I hate that. I want there to be a, I, li- I love Barbie. Going, is I don't want the, mo- very the, the full. movie theater industry to stop. I love going to the movie theater. So it's just, yeah, I'm glad to and hear And the that- unions want people to go, by the way. The okay. unions want people to stream. They want people to go to movies because they want to show that there is, that this, that people want to want this and it's valuable and that it's, so that's something, it's like there's different ways to show solidarity, but not going to movies is not one of them. It is interesting that, that uh, neither are a superhero movie, neither are are a sequel. They're all, I mean, one is based on a known property, but even that, I mean, everything that's going on, Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig co-writing so, it, Greta Gerwig yeah. directing it, you know, everything going on with that movie is unique and interesting and not like just here's the copy and paste of the same totally. fucking action movie or superhero movie you've been watching for years. All those movies are bombing. So I also love to see that, that some like new IPs are hitting, you know, hard and that is cool and that's the draw that yes. the people behind it are the draw, not the property. And I just feel like, again, studio executives think that it's all about, oh, well, it's Indiana Jones or it's fucking Spider-Man. So everybody's just going to go. And it's like, it's not, that's not the case. We're going to go because we know that the, you know, Spider-Verse uh, franchise is on point and that's why we're all going to go see this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, heartbreak anyways. feels good in a place like that. So that's why Absolutely. you got to go visit Nicole Kidman at the movies. That was weird though. This time they changed it and she's like, getting your dick sucked feels good in a place. And they just had like a bunch of people like <laughs> horny people is it just hooking you? up. Did they dub you over I it? I think so. That's why I think they're bringing American Pie back uh, just to try to make, they're like, make the movies horny again. You know, they're all <laughs> make them that. horny. Well, that's why they're bringing in Earring Magic Ken because in 1993 Mattel released the Earring Magic Ken however it wasn't a hit with its intended audience and actually <laughs> went on to become a huge seller among gay men nice this was mainly because he was dressed in sort of 90s gay club clothes and had an earring and highlights oh and the fact that he appeared to be wearing a cock ring as a necklace yeah the doll was produced as part of the Earring Magic Barbie line and while it was selling well it was discontinued and the remaining dolls were recalled yeah Dance Savage had a big threat about this and uh, how it was one of um, at the time one of the the Barbie franchise's kind of highest um, missteps was that this visibly gay Ken was really a, a, either an accident or an on purpose that didn't get caught you know he's just Ken seems great <laughs> I, I kind of I love it I want one hell yeah it does look like a cock ring it does look yeah. like a cock ring <laughs> at, at, at the very least a handcuff yes just one handcuff like, yeah that's my first thought I was like that looks like a handcuff on like a you know what I mean just like it still is just inherently kinky that necklace yes <laughs> 
Um, the We talked about this during our Spice Girls pop history episode. The Spice Girls did not come up with their nicknames. It was a magazine editor and his staff who came up with them as part of a feature they were running on the group. According to Scary Spice, the journalist who wrote the feature was too lazy to remember their names and just gave them all nicknames. Honestly, the journalist laziness was probably one of the best things that could have happened to them. Whoa. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. That's crazy. So they were already named the Spice Girls, but they didn't have individual spices. The individual names, but they were just like, I don't know, this one's uh, the baby one. Yeah, baby spice. Yeah, that's what I just imagined how creepy. Yeah. In my brain, this was a very creepy operation that happened to, to give them the names. Wow. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I like that they reclaimed those names. Yes. Owned them for themselves. They made them their own. And boop, 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 boop. I'm trying to see which one is next. There's so many, but I want to get the good ones. Yeah, there's a. this is like such a fucking meaty list. Yeah. You can almost two-time this list and do it second half next week. Steven Spielberg's involvement with Jurassic Park really happened by chance. We were talking about Michael Crichton earlier. He was originally meeting with the book's author and his decades-long friend Michael Crichton about a medical drama film script Michael had written. That would eventually become the TV series ER. However, as the two were about to begin to talk about the script, Michael brought up what his next not-yet-published novel would be about, dinosaurs being brought back to life using DNA. Steven loved the story called Jurassic Park, and that's all they ended up talking about for the next few hours. He then had Universal buy the film rights nice. as soon as they were available in May of 1990, six months before the book was even published. Man, Holy what a shit. Lay- what, a, what a layup for that guy. What a wow. happy layup Damn. for that dude. Because of course, because he's the exact right person to make that movie too. Just yes. happen to be of chatting course. with the guy writing it. That's I don't know. Awesome. It's just like kind of like I know obviously no one in LPN is Michael Crichton or Steven Spielberg, but it just makes me think of like our LPN studio when we all like are hanging out in the studio and then we're just like working on different things and then like coming up with yeah. different ideas and stuff like it's that. It's the value of having that space. Yeah. It really it's really, really exciting to have that situation. You know what I mean? I mean, a lot of this new fun stuff coming out of the network right now is a largely based on just running into people and striking up combos, which is very cool. Which also, don't Smoke forget the LPNs. Uh, the grind is going to be on July 29th. MJ is flying out to LA for it. We're doing a 12 hour long, big. The, you remember MTV's The Grind? It is going to be a lot like that, except more insane. Yeah. Please. Yes, there's going to be lots of kitties. Yes, there, there's going to be Ed Larson hosting from inside of a hot tub. <laughs> it is going to be ridiculous. July 29th. Also, lastpodcastnetwork.com for the live shows. I, I just, can I throw this out here right now? Because I just want to make sure it gets said in like the show where people people uh, won't necessarily like turn it off during the plugs. They. In Denver, there was a fan. She was blind. You loved the show, but it was so visual. And I promised you I would give you a full description of the visuals in the show. I have forgotten your Insta tag or handle or whatever. Please DM me so that I can get like your email and actually follow through with that. That was so long ago, and it's a monkey that's been on my back. I would love to give you some description of what everyone else saw that night because you were the best ever, and I want to follow through with that. So please feel 
feel free to and DM me. And you can me. also hit us up at page7podcasts sure. at gmail.com if that is easier for you. Also works. I'm Holdenators on, I know we just, I only say Insta because I know we followed each other, I believe, but Holden, Holdenators on Insta or page the number seven podcast at gmail.com. Back to you, Jackie. And also, don't forget to get your tickets. Next up is going to be Nashville, Atlanta, and Tampa. And again, reminder, my whole family is going to be <laughs> the Tampa show. So you might want to go to the Tampa my show. My parents might be at the Atlanta show. Oh my bro. God. So oh my God. Are they coming to the Atlanta? Oh God, it's the parents. Oh my it's the God. Parents. Oh no. Oh, the emotional labor I will have to do for both oh of you to God. help you, you through no the crises. Oh my God. The my agony. Mom. Oh my my God. mom always just being like, please, can you just make something I can show my friends? Please, for the love of God. And then this is going to be no different. Just wall to wall boners and, you know. Oh my Lord. Filthy Holden. jokes oh. and all this kind of stuff. Oh my God. So, just watch us be embarrassed on stage. <laughs> oh, you guys are going to be so upset for that whole tour. Oh I'm my so God. upset and I'm upset. so embarrassed. I think I'm going blind. Items. Oh, we, we can't see them. First off, we've got this young A-list actor that has ne- uh, never been known for his discretion. But to say the A-list reality star is one of the worst times in bed he has ever had is really not all that nice either. Hi, Tay in the wind. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Yes. Chalamet. Ding dong. Can you guess the dumb reality star from the annoying family uh, that it was bad in bed? Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Wow. First one right out the gate. Well, they're dating. Oh, okay. Apparently she sucks in bed. <laughs> what do you think about that? Whoa. Yeah. There you have it. Well, he kind of... I'm not going to say sucks, but he doesn't really sell it that hard in the trailer for he the Wonka movie. Ain't got that riz, man. He ain't got the riz. I will okay. I I will still say I'm still excited about this movie for the sheer fact it is a full on musical. They are trying to harken back to like the MGM musical era yeah. of like big over the top musicals. And I love that, that gets me so excited. For sure, I want musicals to come back in a huge way. I want a giant musical resurgence. I would love that. So I'm still rooting for this movie. Yeah, and I'm just kind of hoping that it's we're just not seeing it yet in the tra- through the trailer yes. and it's going st- to or or it'll just be great despite the kind of low key performance because of the giant musical numbers and the great songs. So I like knows? that positivity, Holden. Keep and that up. Padding- and the director of Paddington, bro. Paddington fucking rules. Paddington's amazing. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm sold too on that shit. Like I love the Paddington movies. Yeah. Let's see what happens. And let's see what fucking happens in the blinds. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> A-G-A-B. <laughs> this former cult follower is set to move in with a movie producer and ghostwriter. The wheels are in motion to get as much out of her as quickly as possible. This is kind of just a way for me to shoe in another, a shoehorn in another fun news story. But uh, do you know anything about a recent development with cult followers? Leah Ramini? No, she's she's just getting out of prison today. She's been in prison for many, many years. Because of a thing that happened with a certain family. I'm assuming the Mansons, but I don't know any of the Mansons. You don't know who got out? No. Leslie Van Houten was released or is being released from prison like now after all this time. I keep seeing the story, Holden, and I keep thinking of Milhouse Van Houten. (laughs) And I'm like, is this a Simpsons story? I had no No, idea. She was like 18, I think, when she was a part of the killings. 
Uh, she's now finally being released. I mean, it's one of those. She was a model prisoner. She she had no in- infractions whatsoever. She did everything you know that was asked of her. She deserves the probationary experience, right? For like, sure. and I do believe she was she was a young totally mind warped kid you know what i mean and so it's wild she's like 70 now or something like yeah, that she was born in it's crazy she's like 74 and that yeah. fucking wild bro wow. and they finally let her out and apparently it was a real travesty the way the manson uh girls now women are being treated because nobody wants to let them out because people up until now around now people have been afraid it's all politics they're afraid of losing votes mm. by letting being the 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 what is it the governor i forget who has any control over they don't want to lose the votes by letting a Manson family member out wow. has been the reason. Yeah, even though they've been clearly, they have served, the, done, they've done more than their time. And wait, who's the movie producer that she's moving in with? Do we know? Don't know. Don't know. But just, that makes sense. I mean, that makes total sense to me. But that is kind of crazy. It's like uh, the idea that she would immediately move into a house with, you know, uh, people. And I mean, it's very Shawshank Redemption. I just don't even know how you reenter society after all that time. I don't, it's almost harder to do that than stay It's in almost prison. like they just kick you out and don't give a shit about you. Yeah, yeah it's almost just, like they uh, don't fucking, help and there's no rehabilitation and there's absolutely no help for yeah, uh, in. people that get out of prison. Yeah. What do you think about that, Jackie? Do you think that's fair? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was about to say, I was like, you know what? And I, and I say, God bless it. And I am, I am for it. <laughs> wow, well, you're d- your father's daughter indeed, Jackie. Your father's and daughter indeed. I say, indeed. God bless it. I say, God bless it. What are you doing on this Christmas cruise? Oh, cruise? Karaoke. Chimney sweet we need boy? To fi- we have to do Christmas karaoke. I love the, I'm down. The I idea would love of to do Christmas karaoke. Let's get the good yeah. night and do that for around the holidays. I would love to do that. Yeah. All right. Here's a fun one. This A-list singer slash actress is claiming she is the true inspiration for the pay cable show slash torture porn. She's a real freak out Whoa. and you know she wants to be bad. Is it Brit Brit? No, it's not Brit. What's the show, Jackie? The Idol Ovs. Uh. Who was with The weekend for any amount of time before the show was made? Do you know? No. She is, she has perpetual, to me, she's she's broken into acting on a TV show with two very famous comedian actors. She, um, I liked this one breakup song she had not too long ago. She uh, is really good friends with Tay Tay. She's a Disney girl. She, uh, her last name is the first name of a Adam's family member. <laughs> if you can't figure it out off oh, of that. Oh, yeah. Cassie Bugsley. <laughs> her first bitch. name is the name of a dead woman who used to sing. Oh, a as dead well. woman who used to sing, you say. Yeah. Who is famous south of the border? I cannot give you more fucking uh, <laughs> answer uh, clues to that. That's an absurd amount of clues. Selena no, Gomez. Yes. <laughs> I was just going through. I only thinking of the Adams family. You had me at Adams family. I was like, okay, I can backtrack from Adams family. Okay, all right. <laughs> and the first Selena, the, you know what I mean? So Selena Gomez has apparently told the insider she thinks the similarities between the main characters on the show and her and her ex boyfriend, The Weekend, were quote creepy, and that quote her real life 
pain was used for entertainment value, and that really irks her out, end quote. I wow. forget that they dated. I forgot about yeah. that. There, are, there, were, there were actually more than a lot more than this, but I just pa- pared down a couple. There are subtle similarities. Selena tends to blow a kiss directly to the camera during press spots, and Jocelyn does that, the lead character in The Idol, in the second episode. Gomez faced backlash to, for going topless on the cover of her album in 2015. That's something Jocelyn deals with on the show. Just a lot of weird little stuff like that. Like, uh, Does also, she also have the cum picture that she's going to use as the cover of her album? Who knows? Maybe, yeah, that is a plot line in the show, MJ. She uh, has a leaked photo from her phone of uh, her with a bunch of fucking uh, jizz all over her face, uh-huh. right? And then The weekend's like, that should be the album cover. <laughs> of course. What do you think about that, MJ? Uh, oh, I mean, everything about the <laughs> idol already sounded, in addition to being hilarious when you guys relentlessly play the song on the road <laughs> and talk about it constantly. play the song on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I still don't know any more of the lyrics. Oh, but wouldn't you be so mad if you were Selena Gomez and you were like, this is the show that you stole my shit for? If it was at all good, and if the weekend was at all good in it, maybe I'd be like, good on you, Foggy, you figured it out. To be like, man, this is so bad, and you think you're the fucking right person, like you have the wisdom from what this relationship was. She also, like, I think she had to cancel her tour for various reasons, like Jocelyn has to do in the show. Like, it's just uh, for, like trauma reasons like there's just a bunch of little wow man, I, I think i think i believe i know it's kind of a conspiracy a little bit i think i might believe on that one yeah yeah sounds pretty accurate i'm with it so there you go there's your blinds my friends and i can see yet again welcome back and i Congratulations. see two lovers looking at me and it's great to see are we the lovers Lava. yeah what do you think of what are the lovers i'm staring at you guys you're loving people you're lovers oh, you're not my oh, lover we're just lovers you're just lovers I was just like i know you said that as if like we were your harem <laughs> yeah i mean if you guys want you know uh i definitely got uh divorces uh, in the air uh, we'll talk about it more divorces in the divorces in the air but apparently that that it's interesting the uh men's the women seeking men husbands or whatever that bad show you're watching seeking brother husbands apparently none of them are polyandrous they're all polyamorous but they won't let them talk about the lovers that the men are taking and they try to make it seem like they're polyandrous why didn't they just find polyandrous people I don't know Good question. Uh, I'm a freak. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's it. Thank you guys for joining us on this week's episode of Page Seven. Divorces in the air. Be careful in your partnerships. And it <laughs> might be coming for you next. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. You can come hang out with us on the road. Lastpodcastnetwork.com. We've got six more dates for right now. We're Probably going to add more dates on there, and you've got to come hang out with us. My friendship bracelets are on. Oh my God. Believable. Oh my God. I'm saving all of my friendship bracelets in a little box. And I'm going to be wearing all of them to eras. So I'm so excited. Uh, and, and, but even post eras, keep the, those are that's such a fun, lovely, personalized gift uh, to, to receive from you guys on the road. And I love it, love it, love it. So thank you so much for that. Thank you guys so, so much.
Holden. Twitch.tv forward slash Holden Nature's Ho. Twitch.tv forward slash Holden Nature's Ho. Monday through Friday streams. We're back with Jackin this week. Check it out. Jackin with the Holdies on Friday. Page 7 podcast at gmail.com. Send it me your celebrity conspiracy theories. I do have, I have actually a, a decent amount to get to, especially as we've taken a week off or whatever. But keep them coming. Thank you so much for that. And of course, patreon.com forward slash page 7 podcast. $5 gets you for $5 a month. You get a weekly bonus content from from both Jackie and I and Jackie slamming down the book readings. You get uh, pre-sale codes for tickets uh, for our tour. You get, uh, most importantly, ad-free episodes of these shows if you want through that. And for $10 a month, you can join us on our Jersey Shore Watch Along every Thursday at 8 p.m. ET on Discord. It is a fucking blast. We have so much fun with that crew that joins us every week. MJ? My name is MJ, and I'm MJKLCat on Insta. All right. Time for the shout-out song! Shout, shout, let it all out. These are the emails that you wrote in about. Come on, we're gonna read them to you. Come on. Thank you guys for sending in your shout outs. And you can send in your own shout outs to page7podcast at gmail.com if you wish. Uh oh, I'm being a bit of a wish master. More like bitch master, am I right? No, Jackie, we're supposed to be talking better about ourselves. Really difficult to talk positively about yourself anyway. I'm not here to talk about positively about myself. I'm here to read the shout outs. And again, that email address is page7podcast at gmail.com. You could send anything in if you'd like. Hopefully it's something that makes us smile. And if not, maybe we need to learn a lesson. Um, we are starting off with Will. And Will, I love this shout out. Shout out goes out to Troy Savon. Please ignore the insanity of the idol. But damn, Troy Savon, that new single rush is an actual bottle of poppers. Troy, you may have not not been able to elevate the idol, but damn, do I want to run a dark and sweaty club after hearing that song. Also, shout out to you all and this community. I love you all so much for the deep conversation about fish fucking logistics that I miss in my day-to-day life. I love seeing how much you have grown from the early cave comedy radio days. One day I would love a pop culture history of the LPN network. I love that! Much love, Will. Thank you so much, Will, and thank you for sending in the love. I've got another shout out going out to J-Clo. J-Clo says two weeks ago, I got to see Ye-Ye in Cincinnati for night one. My husband, a true Swifty himself, and I think that that meant to say Tay-Tay, but maybe you were just a celebration. Maybe you're just going, yay, yay. And I knew exactly who you meant. But anyway, my husband, a true Swifty himself, worked relentlessly to get tickets for us my nibblings, and my ex-sister-in-law, and he did it. We had a blast. My nibblings sang every song, and it was a night I will never forget. However, Danielle, the ex-sister-in-law, and I wanted to try and do both nights last minute. 
And she pulled it off. $300 last-minute tickets. We dressed in sheets, hats, and sunglasses, the complete anti-hero get-up, and lived our best lives that night. Danielle went through hell and back to get us those tickets, but she's also been through hell and back several times in her life. Every single time she comes out on top, shining brighter than before. She is such a bright star in my sometimes dull life. She brings so much light and love to my life. And not only that, she gave me my nibblings, who are mini versions of both of us mixed up. Talk about scary. My brother was a monster to her, and sometimes I still struggle with how I handled my side of things. But seeing our relationship today and how it flourished in such a dark time, I know that she knows I'm in it for the long run. I'm incredibly blessed to have a friendship like hers. She matches my energy to the max. She is up for any adventure I can come up with, and she is a godsend in the fashion department. I'd be lost without you, biatch. Thanks for reading, J-Close. So much love, goes out to you both and I love your friendship. And I want to send a special thank you shout out out to Dan. You're so right, Dan. Dan says, love the show. And the 499th episode was especially hilarious. I was slightly disappointed that Jackie missed an opportunity to tie her love of gravy and her love of a Christmas carol when talking about her mushroom burial request. Rather than a funeral or a wake, wait for the mushrooms to sprout on the burial site. Make sure they aren't poisonous. Sorry, I'm a park ranger and that shit is no joke. Thank you so much, Dan. And then make a nice mushroom ragu and have a party called More Gravy Than Grave. I don't want to tell you how to live or die in this case, but I thought it would really honor your incredible legacy. Hopefully not for a hundred years. Love y'all. We love you too, Dan. Thank you so much. And last but not least, uh, my little kisses go out to Silent Squee. Silent Squee from our chat. And Silent Squee says, this is Silent Squee from chat and Discord. I have been listening for about four years, but never since a shout out in since you started them. My shout out is for you and Jake from Whizbrew too. I need to tell you that your podcasts and streams are always the highlight of my day. I know Tuesdays through Fridays are going to be great because I get to hear you talk about stuff. One of my favorite things is to hear people talk about things they are passionate about. I love screaming at y'all when you can't get the blind item clues. I love hearing Jake and Olden gush about that week's subject. I even love April. Hit it! I really want you to know that most of your fans like, like you. Naysayers are always the loudest. You shouldn't let negative DMs or emails get to you. For every one of those, there are at least 10 people who love what you do, but never get the gumption to say it. Until today, that was me. I finally girded my loins and got the courage to tell you. I love y'all. Or in Holden terms, I like, like you. Well, you know what, Silent Squee? I like, like you too. And thank you so much much. I love you so much. And thank you so much for your shout out. And thank you to everybody for writing in their shout outs. Again, you can send in your own shout outs to page seven podcast at gmail.com. And I will read them with my own eyeballs. Page seven podcast at gmail.com. Guys, have a beautiful week. I hope that my horrible dulcet tones that I started hot blooded with at the beginning of this episode didn't ruin your ears, but hopefully lifted you up that maybe we can sing even when our voices thrashed from drinking and screaming on tour for days. I love you guys so much, and we'll see you next week. Well, you'll hear us next week. Bye! This show is made possible by listeners like you. 
Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is a message for anyone with high LDLC or bad cholesterol who has had or is at risk of having a cardiovascular adverse event. Merck is studying an investigational medication to see whether it may help lower the risk of future cardiovascular adverse events. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death worldwide, and in the United States alone, there are over 73 million people living with high LDLC. To learn about whether you may qualify, visit CoralReefStudies.com now. Again, that is C-O-R-A-L-R-E-E-F-S-T-U-D-I-E-S.com.